It's the Woolly Mammoth Revival, episode 14. 14? Yeah. Now, episode 13, yeah. some of our followers, including the Nigerian prince, yeah. may have noticed, didn't materialise. Yeah. I, I, and I think it will become like the kind of missing episode of Faulty Towers that's rumoured. Is that right? You know, we didn't put it out there, did we? Nah. Did we not? No. Oh, I thought I did. Neither of us retweet, retweeted or tweeted it out there. <laughs> did you? I thought I did. No. Oh gosh, well, that's weird. I don't think I don't think people know it's out there. Well, if you do know it's out there, tweet us to tell us it's out there. It may be just floating around, this like is it. A, like an Easter like egg on a DVD, or Easter egg on a DVD, or one of those things that they that uh, when uh, an astronaut is walking in space and they let something go and just floats around <laughs> yeah. in the infinite universe forevermore. Who knows? In which case, it could currently be in circling, circling, circling. Jupiter. The question is, if nobody downloads a Woolly Mammoth Revival podcast, did it happen? <laughs> One for the philosophy students Possibly there. not. Uh, so well, it is... when we do the box set in a few years' time, <laughs> yeah. that'll be one of the extras you get if you put, if you buy the really buy the really really expensive box set with the sort of pointless poster, yeah. and, and and lyric sheet. Uh, that that might be one of the least popular CDs since my uh, double CD uh-huh. of Great Parliamentary Speeches, nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty eight. Wow. Which I uh, used to play on a, on I can't say regular basis because even I tired of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that was something you could actually purchase, and it was a series of speeches from Parliament. What was your favourite? Uh, I think it would be... Oh, I like Geoffrey Howe's resignation yeah. speech. Yes, yes. That was on there, in which uh, he uh, compared his... Um, I think, was he, was he sacked as a minister? I think he was sacked and then resigned. Yeah. And he, he compared from, his sacking he, yes, to being mauled. he was on benches when he made that speech. Yeah, he? he said it was like being mauled by a dead sheep. Yeah, yeah. And there's another good one, a very sobering day in the House of Commons after John Smith died. Oh, yeah, and it yeah. does make you realise that the quality of politician back then, I think, was it was a cut above yeah. what we got now. And Don't I mean in it. all parties. I mean just in the general deportments and ability to speak, you know, and deploy yeah. certain language. That might not like he used to. But I think uh, I think that's where the Woolly Mammoth revival will sit in Do the you? in the pantheon. Of, yeah, of or CD in the bargain bin, <laughs> yeah. more like. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll await that release anyway. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, this is episode fourteen. It's the podcast yeah. where myself, Simon Hoban from BBC Radio, and Mike Ward, the Daily Star TV critic, talk about things that we don't think are quite right. And Mike, what have you found this week? Uh, roy- uh, rising inflection royals. Okay, rising inflection is a problem generally, but among the royals. Well, I was watching the other night the uh, the Princess Diana tribute, uh, Diana, our mother and us, or whatever it was called on right. ITV. There's there's loads of these. There's been loads, and there will be loads of these. But this is the one where um, Wills and Harry were looking through an old album of photos and uh, what have you, and uh, just reflecting on on you know their upbringing and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. But as a sort of entirely separate issue, a side issue, I noticed um, an awful lot while they were doing interviews to camera and also when there were shots of them paying visits to people, charities, that, that both of them have developed this sort of habit of of, of the rising inflection. Oh, degree. really? Not, not every sentence, because that would be annoying, but you know, a fair bit. And I'm sort of thinking, well, the royals, do you really want that from the royals <laughs> as such? Because if you can imagine the queen talking like that or, or doing her, you know, her uh, Christmas address... And yeah. then, you know, as you talk about the year... I mean, you're, you're irritating me now. It's it's really irritating. And um, I sort of... Lead, it's, it's, it's I mean, I know this has been going on for years. If you go on YouTube, there's something from, um, you know, dating back to the mid-90s as a news report from... Uh, was it Connie Chung, American news presenter? Right. Something like that. And she did an entire report, and it's like 1994, talking about 
people and, and this thing that's developed. So I think it develops, it sort of stands back to the mid nineties. I've always hated it. I, I continue to hate it, even though it's an older, you know, it's an old thing to moan about these days. But just seeing the Royals do it, I'm sort of thinking, whoa, mm. that's a bad step. Well, it's a bit like my politicians comment of earlier, that, you know, maybe they don't make them like they used to. No, no. I, I wouldn't, get Queen, if... wouldn't get Liz doing that. No, you wouldn't. No, this is it. And, and it, it, it's spectacularly annoying and wrong. And um, that's kind of it, really. It's a brief yeah. one, but I feel uncomfortable with it, that. It, and I feel it under, devalues the monarchy. When you hear it, you just want to interject. Yes, I understand what yes, you're saying. Yes. Don't, because the the inflection implies a question, doesn't it? It it does, and it's it's sort of equivalent of saying you know when people say, do you know what I mean all the time. Mm. I sort of I tend when people do that say, look, just so just stop you there for a minute. If I don't at any point in the next ten minutes understand <laughs> anything you say, I will point that out. Yeah. So you do not need to keep asking whether I know what you mean. Okay? Yes. If I don't know what you mean at any point. I'll raise my hand or such like and I'll stop you. But otherwise, just assume I know what you mean. Don't keep asking me. <laughs> and don't turn around and say, when people say that, he turned turn around, around and said, yeah. Well, he turned around and said, 360 degrees yeah. or just 180? Uh, it's never specified. It's never specified. No. Uh, mine is, uh, my first one today is middle-aged mods. Oh, okay. Um, and these are the people who still have the haircut. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, they have the big sideburns. They, they basically want to, look, they all look the same though. They all look like yeah. Paul Weller. Because yes. I don't know if the, the, he's the King Mod, isn't he? He's Mr. Mod. Sort of. Although his hair is modelled on Steve Marriott, mostly, from the small faces, the late, great, small Steve Marriott. If you look at old, old pictures, then that's a very similar kind of mod right. haircut. I mean, he's gone through different variations on it. And he, obviously, he's gone for, you know, because he's pretty grey now. Yeah. And, and looks about 900, bless him. He, you know, he, he is, uh, you know, one of my musical heroes, but he, he was on the front cover, I think it was Q magazine right. last month or month before. And that was, you know, I know he smokes a lot, but there's not a great advert for smoking. You know, he, <laughs> his skin, has, he has the skin of somebody, he's a couple of years older than me, but he has the skin of somebody, you know, I've seen people in their mid 70s. Yeah. Um, like a roadmap. That was un- unbelievable, yes. Um, but I think I'm, I'm picking out mods on this one because I find mods to be some of the most sneery, sort of uh, uptight musical snobs out there. Yes, very much you so. You know, they, they they think that their genre, you know, because the whole mod thing and punk came about as a reaction to prog rock, didn't it? Yeah. Which basically is like saying, you know, we hate you because you're good at your instruments. Now, I know they were indulgent occasionally, but, you know, those guys could play. Yes. Those those arena filling prog rock dinosaurs. Yeah. And and mods are kind of just really sneery about music, I think. Well, I the original find. mods were in the sixties though, before all that though, weren't they? Yeah, that's true. Mods and rockers. I so guess you had I... the mods and then you had the mod revival, which is the late seventies. That must be what I'm talking about. That's that's, that's kind yeah. of my era. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I'm picking out mods there. And I sort of think you can't be sneery about an era of music and call everyone, you know, an old hippie. You can't be when, an era sneerer. You no, know, don't be an era sneerer. Especially when you're trying to desperately cling on to your youth and you're still wearing, you know, a yes. Fred Perry T-shirt and trying to get a Lambretta motorbike in your, in your middle age. And you look ridiculous. You know, you do look incredibly old. Because yeah. it's because if you're wearing these things associated with a youthful look, you know, associated with, you know, Phil Daniels and Quadrophenia or something or other. Yeah. It's like the clothes have stayed the same, but with the thing within them is kind yeah. of shriveling, yeah. you know, by the minute. And it, it, it and most you need people to... who'd look, who try and dress young, yeah. it's a bit like having uh, dyeing your hair. It actually makes you look older because it draws attention to the incongru- yeah. incongru- incongruity. Incongruity. Yeah. incongruity of the whole thing. It does. And mod fashion, let's face it, 
is pretty unforgiving, isn't it? It's quite tight stuff. It's slimline. Oh, gosh, yes. So you can't really, unless you're ultra in shape in your 40s and onwards, you can't get away with it. No, no. And no, yet they try. Yes. I mean, it, it, there are certain sort of mod uh, brands, which uh, I know for a fact that I have uh, certain items from those those clotheslines, which do not flatter. Yeah. And I, and I think the mods would be the first to sneer at an aging rocker with a balding ponytail. Yeah. You know, whilst having ridiculous sideburns uh, and a too tight Fred Perry T-shirt themselves. So that mods, middle-aged mods are my first bet noir today. Is it what, do, you, do you think, though, that there is, a, there is an ideal... I mean, let's say you hit your mid-50s or 60s or whatever. Mm. What's the look? If you don't Difficult, want to look sort of like an old person or a late middle-aged well, person or I, whatever. You... I actually Googled yesterday, should I wear jeans in my 40s? Yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. another thing. And I think now that the, the rules have been relaxed on that. Yes. Almost almost like a relaxed fit, if you like. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you can now wear jeans in, into your 40s, 50s. Well, I wear jeans every day, but I never wear blue jeans. I always wear black jeans for some reason. And and they're not sort of jeans with holes. I think certain types of jeans are fine. Black jeans seem to be sort of less sort of obviously kind of... Yeah. um, I don't know. They're just... I wear pretty much black top to toe. I I think that's fair enough. The rules tend to be, I think, no stone wash and generally dark colours as you get older. Yes. You're fine, aren't you? Just just shrink into the background in in, in general. (laughs) Don't make a show of yourself. No, don't (laughs) stick out. Just blend. Just know your place. Know your 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 it's pr- a worry, pretty much it? invisible place. Yeah, I know. Do you so find that's it? Not, that's I, not really helped me at all. I'm grappling actually with with the the, the notion or the, or the reality yeah. of becoming invisible as you do and as you get older. Yeah. And I'm being, I guess I'm talking about the opposite sex here. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. No, no. But I, I'm finding that that you know, not that the, not that the attention was ever that that great, but mm. it, it's almost non-existent then. Yeah, nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. And you sort of. Don't, I've never had a second glance in the last. Two years. Ah, two? <laughs> uh, yeah. Years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decades. Decades. Is, case, yeah. Decades, yeah. So this is this is a reality, isn't it? This is, yeah. you know... I, I suppose the point will come when you don't care. That's the healthy... That's the healthy... That's method. what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. At the moment, I'm finding it difficult. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mine, uh, my other one, is um, The Telegraph this week uh, did a list of the 12 most hated business jargon phrases. Oh, yeah. Now, what's not quite right about this list, and we can go through some of them in a minute, is that to me, and I mentioned this to my wife, and she immediately came up with the same phrase as me, the obvious phrase that right now should be on this list was nowhere to be seen. I'm gonna, I, get, I know what the phrase is. Go I on. didn't read the article, but I think I know it's blue sky thinking. It's not. Oh. No, it's not. <laughs> That's the most obvious one, is it? The, the, Blue Sky Thinking is in the list at number two. I don't know if this is done on... Uh, this may be a done on a vote thing, but it is number two is on the thought list shower? Of, of 12. Short, thought Shower? No, you're, you're, you're well up on these. It's number six, so I that's on know. there. Yeah. I didn't see that. I genuinely didn't see the article. Is yeah. it Helicopter View? Helicopter View. I'm just looking at that. That's, uh, that's when you take a, uh, a kind of like a wider picture, yeah. yeah. It's not there. Low-hanging fruit? Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> As in, you know, let's get the low-hanging fruit. Let's pick off the... That's just an unpleasant picture that, that conjures up. Anyway, that's <laughs> not on there. Uh, no, should I tell you what they no, are? Mate, it, get... The phrase wasn't low-hanging testicles, Mike. Just no, to it make, wasn't. Just to make it wasn't. that clear. No, it wasn't. Absolutely not. No, no. Good point. Thank you for that. Um, no, I'll go through the list, okay? Yeah. Quickly. Um, we've got all year. Why am I saying quickly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, touch yeah, well, base. The, the CD will have to fit it on, obviously. <laughs> the best true. of. That's true. Well, 70 yeah. minutes. 70 minutes, Max. Good, good point. Touch base is number one. Yep. Blue Sky Thinking, as I said, is number two. Mm-hmm. We're on a journey is number three. <laughs> yeah, that's more X Factor, isn't it? It is, yeah. I was thinking that. Game Changer is number four. Yep. Number five is No Brainer. Mm-hmm. 
Number six, as we say, is Thought Shower. Number seven is... Uh, you see, these seem a bit dated to me. These yeah. are the ones that people moaned about about ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, I agree. Number seven is run it up the flagpole. Now, uh, to be honest, because I don't work with people or in an office or speak to many people ever. Mm. I've never heard uh, anyone say that. No, I've never heard you anyone say that. You might say put it out there. Just yeah. flying a kite is another way of saying that. Number eight, if you don't like it, get off the bus. Nope. Now, the no only time I've heard that is if I'm on a bus, which I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's what it means. And there's something unpleasant happening. Something unpleasant happening. Like the driver down there picking his nose or taking a route I don't particularly favour. Yeah. Uh, number nine, mission statement. Mm. Mm. Number ten, pick it up and run with it. Well, again, that's just kind of general parlance now, isn't it? Yeah. Really? I yeah. Don't have a... Number eleven, punch a puppy. No, that's maybe. I don't even. Do, I don't even know what that means. Maybe in Mad but... Men, but not not in any way. Yeah. And number been... twelve, let's get our ducks in a row. Again, that's fine. I, I don't think that's particularly annoying. No. I mean, I've been into meetings where people have said. Uh, or, or, or is it tribunals? <laughs> Where I've said um, I really need to get my ducks in a row here. <laughs> yeah, they said you're still so, fired, mate. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't think. This, yeah, they're old. That, that's like they've rehashed a bit of copy from mid nineties. Like yes, it does feel. Uh, the one that I would put top of the list, and the one I encounter uh, on a daily basis, obviously in in print and on screen rather than in conversations, uh, is um, reach out to. Yeah, that's oh, that's the latest. Yeah, that that I would say is the most annoying latest yes, one. Yeah, it's, it's there, Thanks and I get it all out. the time. And I get it in time. You know, for instance, I receive um, part of my job writing about soaps, uh, as in soap operas, not about uh, palmolive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I get the sort of synopses of storylines coming up in the weeks ahead, and you'll get storylines like so. What some one character uh, reaches out to another character in one particular, you know, in Tuesday's episode, so and so reaches out. So I think. Mm. And it actually means, no, what they're actually trying to say, and because it's, it's written presumably by somebody half my age, is just contacts, yeah. just in touch with. Yeah, approach, yeah. And I don't mind, the thing is, I don't mind Americanisms creeping into our language, because we all do it. I mean, when I say hi, it's an Americanism. Yeah. When I say kind of or sort of, it's these are Americanisms. Mm -hmm. And to a degree, I quite like certain aspects of American sort of relaxed, less uptight nature yeah. the fluidity of the use of language but that's just a stupid expression <laughs> it, does, it doesn't kind of, it doesn't sort of make any sense it's much easier to just say ring someone call someone contact someone yeah. reach out to just sounds like well it makes it sound like an old four tops hit for a start but it just sounds ludicrous no no i sort of i can see what it means i don't i don't think it i don't think the phrase completely doesn't describe what it is which would make it ludicrous. I think. I think you know you are attempting to make contact with, so you're reaching out to them in in the form of an email. Yeah, I don't. Why think it... reach out to it? To me, it's arms outstretched arms. It's kind of. It feels like, almost like semi-religious. Yeah. I, just I, just, I bet. Well, okay. Give it a year or two, and you'll be fine with it. Well, I won't. I will <laughs> never be fine with that any more than I'm fine with the other thing that really annoys me. <laughs> it was. Was the I phrase that, that your wife thought about that wasn't on there? Was it going forward? Because that's well, another old one. Going forward is uh, no, no. It was reach out to for both of us. Oh, it was. Uh, right. Yeah, going forward is is, is just noise. I know. Going I, forward I'm, is one of those things that you yeah. just take it out of any sentence, and the sentence is perfectly fine it's without fun. it. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I've I've not appropriated that myself. No. So I, I, don't. I might use it going forward. <laughs> Beat me to it. Yeah. Um, my other one for today is uh, the fact that when people point something out, it changes it. And that's not a good thing. Changes it for the worse. Okay. And the example I'm going to use is the uh, the relationship between Piers Morgan and Susanna Reid, is it? Yeah. On the on Good Morning Britain, which I've been yeah. watching a bit of, and I think it's pretty good actually. Right. Um, but there's been a lot made of how Piers plays this kind of 
domineering alpha male part and Susanna sits yeah. there kind of rolling her eyes and tutting and going, oh, if I can just get a word in edgeways. Yeah. And that's the, sort of, she, that's the sort of dynamic and relationship that they've built up. Mm. But perfectly naturally, I thought. Yeah. The problem is as soon as it started to get pointed out, and I've watched it since, they now massively overplay it. Yeah. So, so it's so much more exaggerated now and it's not the same. And no. it's become... You know they they're aware of it now, and they inevitably because of the amount of attention on social media, and mm. whenever Piers does something a bit rude, it's it's almost a you know it's a piece on the Daily Mail website in itself. Mm. So now it's kind of ruined it. What was quite a naturalistic, um, and I'm going to say organic. I nearly I said was going to say, oh, do you know what? I was literally just about to say organic as well. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it was that, and now it's contrived, contrived and forced, mm. lab- laboured. Because yeah. somebody's sort of, you know... And overcooked now, you know? Yeah. And I think it ruins it. So the, the, what I'm trying to say is what, what we need to do, when we notice something good, mm. leave it. Stop Just, pointing yeah. it out. Yeah, otherwise it becomes a thing. And then anyone can be afflicted by it. Because I, uh, another example I've got here is... Um, I thought this happened in a, an excellent, brilliant comedy programme called The Thick of It. Mm. Did you know that? Mm. Um, and there was a character on there called Malcolm Tucker, played by mm. Peter Capaldi. Mm-hmm. And in the first series, he became noted for his... People noticed that mm. he had this re- really funny, sweary turn of phrase. Yeah. And everyone started to share it on social media. And then when they wrote in the second series and the third series they kind of put more of it in yes. and it ruined it. Like the, there was a bit of subtlety to the, the first series. Yeah. Then, you know, by the time of the film, a good few years later, it was so exaggerated as to be completely unrealistic. Mm. In the first series, I think he was modelled on Alistair Campbell, you know, the, the yeah. new Labour, uh, yeah. you know, press secretary of Spin Tony Doctor. Blair. Spin Doctor. Yeah, an enforcer, as you might say. Mm. And you could almost believe that, that the character was, you know, the man himself. There was yeah. a, a subtlety and a nuance to it yeah. that was believable. But in the, in subsequent series, it just went off the scale and I thought it ruined it. So, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's as if they've sort of, once something works, they think about it too much yeah. and they overanalyze it and they think, oh, look, here's the, here's, and it becomes a, sort of like a rather naff gimmick. Exactly. As opposed to just something, you you know, underst- it, un, un, from understatement to overstatement. Yeah, and it's and you can almost hear them thinking, how can we incorporate a Piers and Susanna eye roll moment into this show, you know? Yeah. I think you get it with an awful awful lot of TV personalities if you watch how they evolve over the years. Celebrity chefs in particular, because yeah. ultimately they all have to have some sort of gimmick. Otherwise, they're just people doing recipes and that, you know, modern TV doesn't really allow for that. Mm. So, you know, it's a bit like the, um, I don't know, Gordon Ramsay swearing or, or Jamie Oliver yeah. in his early days saying pucker and malarkey a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's as if they've sat down with, with a sort of, a, you know, PR people and an agent and gone through some focus groups and saying, what sticks in your mind about this personality or this programme? And, oh, we like the way they do such and so. Oh, right, we'll do more of that then. And mm. all of a sudden it becomes laboured and, and tedious or, you know. Yeah. Or maybe maybe we just got maybe we're just very intolerant and we get impatient of things quite quickly. No, I, th- I think it is it is an exaggeration that bands do it as well. I yeah. sort of think that sometimes when a band starts out and they they're just feeling their way, something will work, something will click. They'll have a successful album and they'll overanalyze what works mm. and then they'll try and do it again the next time around. Yeah. And although it sounds like it's ticking all the boxes. It's lost whatever it, that you know that je ne sais quoi mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. um, made. I don't know why I went. Mm, um, that made it work because you, we, we said um, as if as if that was unusual to hear that. Mm, yes, we French. <laughs> How unusual are we in, in 2017? Yes, I know. It's amazing sort of thing. Um, so that was yeah. I think yeah. you're right there. I think there is something in that. Oasis were guilty of that, weren't they? Oh yeah. Well, I I think most bands, most most everything. Everything is guilty of that. You sort of find something that works and you 
overdo it a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the <laughs> secret of life. Find something that works for you and overdo it a bit. Well, that's what that's what until, we need for the woolly mammoth revival. Until, until we're until, still searching. Until people have got bored with it and then do something else. <laughs> and then release some best of CD. And then release a best of. Not that anybody could tell it apart from the worst of. Yeah, I've not even had a chance to mention my friend who brings a boiled egg in, oh, in tinfoil. I, I was going to say it was not quite right, but in the end, I thought that's great. He just pulls out this boiled egg. He's, he's, he's comfort. He carries a boiled egg with him for like kind of emergency snacks. That's great. In, still in its shell. No, no. He's kind of hard boiled it and, oh, and he's put it in, and peeled it. And peeled it. Okay. And he carries it in a tin foil. Wow. And he turned up the other day and he just pulled this thing out and said, "What's that? It's just a boiled egg." I was like, "Oh, that's what an odd thing to carry with you." Well, it's it doesn't seem pro- quite right. It's and a then a quick I thought, protein. Exactly. Um, and I was, and in the end, I came round to thinking it's quite right. I Ke- would. I would. The only thing I'd say is I would be inclined to. It's in foil, but I would be inclined to keep it in the shell. Right. I'd want that extra level of protection because it's it's quite vulnerable if it's just in the foil. It is. You know, if you sit on it, it well, actually, if you sit on it, it's going to break anyway, isn't it? But you know what I mean. That shell, as 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 uh, it's nature layer. has determined, does you know it's there for a reason, and it does. I think he, I think he knows he's going to eat it on the day. You see, so he knows okay. he can carry it pretty much, and then he's going to whip it out at some point in the next few hours. Plus, of course, if you have peeled it, you do avoid the possibility of of, of carrying it around and uh, in, in its shell, only to discover when you sit, or sit at your desk and un- unpeel it that you hadn't cooked that it. you haven't cooked it. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's that's it's, it's another bit of security there, isn't it? And we've all been there, haven't we? The the um, uncooked egg on our on keyboard. on the keyboard. Oof. Yeah. Never live it down. At times I've done that. Yeah. Three. So, so well done to him. Yeah, well done. We'll yeah. end on a positive note. Should we give him a name check, or would that be wrong? Oh, uh, Gareth. Well done, Gareth. Well done, Gareth. Gareth yeah. and the egg and his boiled egg. Should probably just end there. I think. I think. I think on the egg is a good time to end any podcast. I think I've set us up a, t- a, a, a Twitter address, but I'm not sure I've finished doing it. But if I have, the Twitter we are, um, and the, we have, and if you find this listener. If you find this, we have no followers at all because I'm not entirely sure I've finished off the whole process, but it's um, um, Mammoth of Wool, at <laughs> Mammoth of Wool. I tried all the other permutations. I tried everything. What about the Not Quite Right? Yeah, that didn't work. Right. I tried Not Quite Right. I tried NQR. That was too short. So I thought, right, I'll tell you what, I could, I'll do at NQR, NQR, as in just double it. So yeah. Not Quite Right, Not Quite Surely nobody. Oh, no, that's been taken. Oh, wow. Who the hell I don't know. has chosen NQR, NQR? This is parallel universe stuff. This is just mad. What the heck is that somebody What's, doing with that? No. What's going on? I think for the moment, Mammoth of Wool is working. Uh, but, but we shall see. If, if you're listening, um, what's, what's her name? <laughs> I think it's Dina69 for you. Yeah. If, if, if you're listening, Dina, Diana, whatever your name is, um, yeah, if you wouldn't mind just trying that and seeing whether that, um, that yeah. works for Senders you. Senders are not quite right Yeah. at Mammoth of Wool. Just words, please, though. <laughs> You yeah, mind. yeah, yeah, and uh, and we'll try and incorporate them. Or if you've got them, you send you can send them to our Twitter handles of at Simon Hoban or at Mike Ward on TV in the meantime, and we'll read them out on this podcast, and and then and then all seven of you can hear it back. Seven now, yeah. We look forward to your tweet, and we'll get them on our next edition if possible. And you can find that like this one on SoundCloud, and unlike episode thirteen. But it's there. It's just it that we didn't publicise sure it. There. It's, well, it's there, but I, we didn't tell people it was there. Well, I was going to text you and say, because well, I tweeted it. If you go on I'm my sure Twitter thing, it. it's there. Did you? Seriously, yeah. Uh, oh. And because I, I was going to say, I think, why, why have you not retweeted it? Oh, well, I thought you hadn't tweeted it because no. it was such a, let's say, mystery episode. No, no. Although I quite like the idea that I haven't. And that it's like, a, you know, discovering uh, an extra biscuit in the cookie jar. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's there, go and have a listen. 
Yeah, it's not uh, very good. To to it's, it's, it's a bit no. ranty, not as ranty as this one's just been, but yeah. it's quite ranty. But enjoy it and enjoy this one, and we hope. Is you this to... ever going to end? By the way, uh, any second now. This is like sort of the drum solo, and then more, <laughs> yeah. then another. In in the much derided by mods prog rock. Oh yeah. Uh, it's we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can subscribe there.